Hello and welcome to the Paddle School Podcast. Your host and paddle coach Sandy here. Each episode I will share with you my paddle coaching experience, bringing you top tips, latest news from around the world and interviewing some of the leaders in the industry and all to help you play your best paddle. So let's not waste any more time, get comfortable and enjoy the episode. So Tom, um, I'm really looking forward to this chat today because you've gone through the process um, like I did of converting from, from tennis to paddle um, more recently than me and, and you obviously had a, a better tennis level than by myself but really similar um, you know growing pains or transfer pains to uh, to paddle so I thought it'd be really great to in this discussion just to you know get a bit more of your tennis background and um, let's start the, you know the first half of the podcast talking about the benefits of coming from uh, tennis to paddle and then also some things that um, you found that um, you know, people would need to work on if they're, they're coming from uh, tennis. So, um, you know, kick us off with a bit of an introduction to yourself and, and your tennis background. Thanks, Sandy. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So, yeah, tennis-wise, um, come from professional tennis where I played in, in the junior in the junior circuit, um, so the world world circuit. Um, competed on the tour. Um, played a played at Wimbledon. Won the the junior uh, Wimbledon doubles title. Uh, and then converted to to the men's circuit, and uh, played on the men's circuit for for several years. Uh, achieved a ranking of 400 400 something in the world uh, in, the, in the men's singles game. So yeah, quite a quite an extensive background in tennis, and make, you know making that transition to paddle. I think you know from my side some of the some of the benefits of of doing that. I think you know the the the, the ball striking in itself, I think, just looking at it like from a fundamental perspective, you know, like the volleying and, and the actual hitting of the ball, I think, is, is a great benefit from coming to tennis because that that comes naturally, uh, particularly the you know the ability to volley, the ability to smash, but also the movement patterns. I think you know coming to net, split step, you know, moving athletically. I think all all apply from from tennis to paddle. So um, that, you know that part of the game was was quite a Quite a, you know, I, I want to use the word, you know, easy transition, but I think, you know, uh, a fairly kind of uh, simple transition um, from tennis to paddle. And now, I mean, we, we're coaching a lot of players, um, you know, both of us, and we're seeing that the ones from tennis, and, and you kind of went over that, um, but the, the, the split step for me and the, the ready position and the split step are, uh, are really fundamentals with tennis players because you, you learn that in tennis almost you know the first thing you learn and and so you do it naturally in paddle but there are a lot of people not from racket sports background that don't do you know those two things and it immediately makes you you late on the shot so um you know i think that those fundamentals and we're talking you know predominantly technique at this point but um you know they're, they're crucial really aren't they to, to to players learning paddle from the start yeah yeah i agree i think you know like with, with tennis, it's, it is very much uh, the same, you know, the, when you learn the split step, you learn that really as, as if you start tennis early, you know, that's one of the first things you learn. So, you know, having having that, that benefit of, of, of learning that, you know, before you come to play paddle, I think, yeah, def- definitely sets you up. And there is, a, there is a bit of a struggle with, it's obviously a smaller racket, and so there is a little bit of a, a struggle sometimes with players adapting to a different size racket, but like you said, the, the ball striking and, and almost getting your body in 
you know, a correct position to be able to swing, just just that almost that distance control. Um, yeah. You know, tennis players naturally are, are quite good. Even recreational players are quite good at understanding, you know, the distance from their body to the to the contact point. Um, but, you know, and 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 you mentioned with volleys, um, because that 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 from a technical point of view is probably most similar to tennis. Um, you know, and, and you, you see all the time, you know, good good tennis players or even recreational tennis players, kind of adapting quite quickly with the volleys and also that that that, that striking. And, and usually, as soon as they find their range, they're able to hit the, you know the middle of the, the the racket base quite consistently in paddle. Yeah, yeah, I think you know spot on with you know particularly the contact point. So, you know, so coming from tennis, you you're aware of that distance from the body and you know with the contact point, you know, it needs to be sort of to the side and in front of your body. So, um, you know, making that transition to paddle, yeah, once you get used to the sort of different size of the racket, a lot of those um, sort of skills you pick up are transferable to, to paddle. So, yeah, agree, I think, um, yeah. And still sticking on, on the technical side, um, you know, people in, in tennis, and, and obviously this depends on how far you've, you've gone down that, that tennis path, but, you know, have had to learn the serve, which, you know, is, is technically very difficult um, in, in, in tennis. And so now they moved across to paddle, you're not, well, obviously the serve technique is a lot easier, but so are the majority of the, the other techniques needed. And so I kind of feel like if you've spent the time and you've learned some difficult techniques in tennis, it, it does set you up to um, probably learn a bit bit more quickly, um, you know, the, the techniques required for, for paddle as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at the smash, for example, you know, and, and especially that, you know, as you go up the level and paddle, that, that sort of kick smash where you're trying to kick the ball out of the court. I mean, you know, in tennis, if depending on the level, you know, you, you learn you learn that technique um, in, in tennis. So, yeah, definitely the, the serve and paddle is, is easier to pick up. But, you know, the, the skills you learn in tennis, particularly around around the serve and, you know, when, when it comes to the overheads and paddle, uh, you know, really set you up for your paddle game. I don't know about you, but for me, one of the most difficult shots to teach um, a non-tennis player uh, in paddle is the, the topspin smash, um, because that, that's something that you know tennis players they learn as their, their topspin second serve, for example, and you know t- having to teach that all over again in in, in paddle um, for someone that hasn't had that background is actually a you know really complicated uh, shot technically, and um, so that, that's what I find. Yeah, agree. yeah, I agree. I think, and and on the flip side of that, teaching a tennis player to, to you know, not think, you know, when the smash goes up, that it has to be a sort of winner every time is 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 also something that tennis players have to learn. But yeah, I, def- I definitely agree that, particularly that kick smash is something that does come naturally, I think, to a lot of players. I think the other thing that um, we talk about, you know, just moving away from the technique. So we're still talking about things that, um, you know, it, it's a benefit to have been a, a tennis player. Um, tactically, yes, the tactics are very different, and yes, the speed of um, the ball and the, the, the rhythm changes is different. Um, but just the idea of, of moving up the court to finish points and um, really controlling controlling the, the pace of your ball and, and you know being more aggressive closer to net to finish points is is also something that's relatively similar to tennis. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think you know paddle. You, you need to be a lot more a lot more patient and you know the different speeds of the ball um you know so so kind of um important for the tactics of paddle whereas with tennis you know you 
the speed is important, but I think you know the general pace that the ball is hitting in tennis is a lot higher, and I think the variation um, of the of the speed is is perhaps a little less. I think in paddle, you know, really slowing the ball down, you know, is is so important tactically. Whereas in tennis, you know, you might slow it down a little bit, but you know, generally, I think the sort of the, the general pace is a lot higher in tennis, which I think a lot of players that make that transition have to get used to. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that, that, that's definitely one area. Um, and, and and still on the the things that it's a benefit to have been a tennis player, and particularly a, I would say a competitive tennis player or someone that's played to a good level is um, the, the mental side. Um, you know, being able to you know finish a point and whether you've won it or lost it kind of almost hit the reset button and, and move on to um you know the next point and, and being able to to refocus quite quickly i think is, is has been a real benefit from from having a, a kind of tennis career and um you know you have you have actually 20 seconds between points and paddle but it always ends up being so much faster that you know if you're not able to to readjust after a point then you know you can very easily kind of snowball out of control and lose a whole set in a matter of <laughs> matter of minutes um so i found that that side to be very useful yeah de- yeah definitely I, th- I think though that's definitely similar you know if you need to keep your focus and, and if you let it slip you know a set and a game and a, and a match can go by and also i think in, in tennis especially those players that have played a lot of doubles that you know the kind of doubles element of paddle and the communication and and you know the kind of teamwork aspect um, is definitely transferable. And, and for me, you know, playing a lot of doubles in in tennis sort of helped help that side of things when I when I did move to paddle. Yeah, definitely. And um, I, I mean, tennis, tennis. I say tennis players generally. There's there's obviously a, a difference between you know your recreational level and and those that competed at national or, or international levels. And um, but there, there, there's also a, a kind of calmness on court that, that, you know, having been in in difficult competitive situations before, you know, you're 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 not kind of adverse to to those situations in paddle. Although having said that, the first few tournaments I entered in paddle, I felt like they were almost my first few tennis tournaments where you get quite nervous and yeah, you, yeah. you know, it, it was stressful. I remember, you know, thinking, oh, this is a complete new sport and I'm playing now with my expectations from my, my, my tennis background. But, you know, the the calmness on court of knowing that you're going to have ups and downs, you're going to have good points, bad points, good days, bad days, um, you know, particularly in, in tournament settings, I think is, uh, you know, it, it's quite a valuable skill. And you, you've played on some big stages. So, you know, now when you play your tournaments, you're, you're probably better off for it. Yeah, I think, you know, matches, just playing, playing matches and getting that experience, you know, helps in, in every sport. But obviously, you know, if, if you played a lot of matches in, in tennis, for example, and then you come to paddle, I think there will be that transition period, like you say, where, you know, you need to get comfortable on, on the paddle court. But I think, you know, it, it applies to paddle. The more the more matches you play in paddle and, you know, with, with that background, if you've played a lot of matches in tennis, you know, might accelerate that process. But I think, you know, if you have that that experience, it definitely helps you with with competing and, and being in those moments and um, yeah, handling handling pressure. Yeah, and and often internal pressure, isn't it? Um... So we covered areas there where it's useful coming from a tennis background uh, to paddle. What would you say are some of the factors that, that tennis players really need to consider if they want to? Uh, improve their paddle you know as soon as possible as quickly as possible I think it's probably two things for me uh, the first is 
using the walls and using the glass. So coming from tennis, you know, you're used to obviously playing the ball in front of you and, and not having not having you know the glass or, or the walls to, to to work with. So I think that's probably the first thing, um, you know, get, getting used to that. And then I think the second thing is is tactically, you know, understanding the different paces, the different speeds, and, and how effective you know they, they can be to winning the point in paddle in tennis you know particularly at a high level you know the speed is very fast all, all the time and you, you know you'd only occasionally vary the speed but in paddle it's 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 a real advantage to do that so i think tactically as well you know get, getting used to the differences and and let's just go through those almost one at one at a time i mean using using the glass is is something that you know players players from tennis you know, often avoid it. They're hitting half volleys, they're hitting volleys, they're doing anything to to avoid the back glass, and even more so when it gets into the corner of the court. Um, if the player is hitting an overhead into that corner, they're often partly instinct and partly um, lack of confidence with the corner, but they're they're, they're trying to avoid it at all costs. Um, something that that we obviously teach is that you know, especially when you're learning, just try and use the glass as as much as you can, and just almost get comfortable with being a bit uncomfortable in in that corner and um you know throw yourself in in the deep end a little bit uh, how did how did you learn the glass and and how uh, how would you recommend people do that yeah i think you're right i think there's that period when you you first start paddle and you come from tennis and you have this it's a bit of a trial and error period where you start using the glass and you know you naturally Make, make a lot of errors because you're you're getting used to you know the ball coming off the glass and where you need to contact it um, but I think you know if, if if you do go through that and you know you, you improve and you learn um, you actually start using the glass to your advantage and that's that's where you want to be and I think once tennis players understand that you know they don't always want to take the ball before the glass they actually can start using the glass to their advantage then I think you know they're they're a lot more motivated to to practice using the glass and it's really frustrating isn't it at the beginning when you you kind of get yourself in a position you say to yourself right i'm going to use that glass and particularly with the double glass or if it comes off the back glass with a bit of spin and you set yourself up to hit the ball and then realize that it's actually not where you're expecting it to be um <laughs> we've we've both yeah. been there at the beginning of that and and you know it's just it's just persistence at that point and and i think it's not just a question of you know get, getting into the into the corner and, and seeing what happens and then you know hitting the ball wherever it comes out it's 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 understanding the you know the, the direction of the ball the angles of the ball and you know moving accordingly and and I think you know obviously well on, on the YouTube channel we've done you know quite a few videos on the double glass and how to defend the corners and um, which we'll link to in in the show notes but it's it's almost the decision making of saying right I'm going to use the glass I think the ball will be bouncing out in this direction and and actively preparing and getting into position as opposed to a a wait and see uh, mentality with it yeah yeah I think so and and I think a great way to practice that is you know using it in practice and matches but also you know with a coach um, you know drilling and, and using basket feeding as well to sort of get an idea of you know with, with repetition you can start to get a feel for it as well I think mm, yeah and and moving on to to the second point you mentioned of, of really tempo in the rally it's 
This is a really interesting one for me because this this instinct and and you and I we both competed for a long time in tennis, so it's a it's a it's a very difficult um, instinct to 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 break. Is this being being attacking, but at the same time being prepared to defend, Um, and you know the the rally a a long rally goes from attack to defence to attack to defence, and you know it's it's almost fighting that instinct that adrenaline rush of um you know i'm attacking the point i've got to finish this off and and then whatever happens you know going for you know all or nothing how you know how do you when you're playing your points how do you kind of keep your yourself um i don't want to say stress free but but you know stress neutral yeah well I i think you know coming from tennis usually you know if if you're at the net you know, you're, you're sort of odds on and to, to, to finish the point, really. Um, and I think getting out of that that mindset of, right, you know, both both of us are at the net and we need to finish the point, which, you know, you naturally have in tennis, is, is quite hard to to sort of rewire your, your brain to, to think, no, I'm going to, you know, stay calm at the net and, and, and build almost build the point whilst you're at the net. It's, it's very um, unnatural for a tennis player to have that. So I think... But, but I think uh, understanding the tactical side of paddle and just understanding that, you know, you, you don't have to, you know, like you say, kind of get, get too excited and try and finish that point off. You you know, you can start feeling comfortable building the point when you're at the net. And so, so many points are, are won with those building shots, with those setup volleys that, that you think, right, well, I'm going to hit with, you know, control, a little bit of slice, relatively slow into the corner thinking that oh this is going to be my setup and I can really finish on the next one but you often end up winning the point on that setup volley because quite often it's more difficult to defend you know those slower balls in the corner and and that's something that you know tennis players really need to to understand and to almost to change their their kind of volley speed and direction to to you know start including those in their in their game yeah and it takes time I think you know you you start playing paddle and you you know you come from tennis and and you start realizing that you're you know winning winning points on on those slow volleys as opposed to winning points on you know fast fast volleys and i think over time you start to realize actually that they are more effective um so i think yeah have, having that understanding of the game is is also key yeah and i mean lock kind of locked in with the tempo of the actual point is is also the, the tempo of the actual game as well and and you know many people play paddle at a social or recreational level because you know they're not spending a lot of time picking the balls up they're not spending you know time um you know between points like you would do in tennis and the rallies are longer so they enjoy it more which is fantastic but when you're when you're competing you also have to be aware that you know the time between points is less so you know i I, i've had it um and i've seen it happen many times when you know, you could make one one unforced error or one mistake turns into two or three, and it happens very quickly. And before you know it, you lose you know a couple of games just because you you've got sucked into a fast tempo and you haven't had time to to almost regather your thoughts and and uh, you know separate between points. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. You know, in tennis, you you know you always talk about after a after a good or bad point resetting in your mind and you know, sort of approaching the next point, um, you know, afresh. And I, and I think, it, you know, with paddle, because it is so quick in between points, you know, you, you have to you have to sort of refresh, you know, really quickly. Um, but, 
yeah, it's 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 a different it is a different uh, sort of speed of game, and you know mentally you, you do need to you know always be on the ball and, and always you know refresh after each point and, and try not to carry um, you know sort of bad points over because they do like you say like you know stack up and before you know it you've you've lost sort of three points in a row. It's funny, isn't it? In in tennis, obviously, you know, in in paddle you have 20 seconds between points, and and tennis. I remember doing a you know a 15 second cure I don't know if you ever did that with your tennis where you know you finish the point and you, you almost break that 15 seconds down to you know the first few seconds thinking about what happened in the point then you let that go and you start thinking about the next point but in tennis you can almost wander around at the back of the court go and pick up a ball take your time you know and it becomes about 15 seconds when you step up to the line again whereas in paddle you're actually on the court you can't really wander anywhere there's only three balls usually on the match so it's you know it, it, you can go and have a bit of a, a conversation to your partner but like you know you obviously did this in tennis and you know very successfully like what would you what would you recommend players should do to to reset between points um yeah i, th- I think you know it's, it's individual to everyone but you know, for me, I, I just found found the best thing is to, you know, kind of reset and you know take a deep breath and kind of, you know, re- relax yourself. Um, and, I, and I think it's you know it's it's changing the focus of your mind. So instead of focusing on, on what's just happened, you know, focus ahead and, and sort of plan for the next point. And that's where you know communicating with your partner, you know, planning, you know, the the next point. Um, and yeah, sort of focusing ahead versus. You know, focusing on on what just happened. I think that in itself is is a skill to practice, um, and it's something that yeah I, I use in tennis a lot. I mean, that's really interesting, isn't it? The, the the idea of the partner, because you know, if you play with a partner who's exactly on the same wavelength as you, or you know them really really well, it's quite easy to um, take that time between points and, and have a quick discussion together, make sure that you're both on the same page. Um, but often, if you've got a new partner or you're with a partner and you might be a very calm personality but they're really like fiery and and get excited you know in the points it can be quite difficult to find that that middle ground between you know because what what will work for you as a player and I was the same I like to be relaxed and calm and 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 focused when I played the points but I've played many many matches with players that you know get so pumped up from you know almost the first point of the match and it it's it's often difficult finding that balance yeah, and I, you know, I, I think, you know, with with all, you know, partnerships and and you know, for example, in doubles and tennis, you have this, and it's, yeah, part of that is is finding the the right partner, um, but also it's kind of working, you know, working to both your strengths and and trying to find that balance that you know get gets the best out of both of you. So I think it's, yeah, it, it's a case of, you know, communicating on court and and working there, but also. You know, even before you go on court, you know, sort of starting to understand your partner a little bit. You know, you know how how, how do they like to play, and and you know, sort of finding that find that balance where you you know you both both get the best out of each other. So really, just to, to summarise now, the for tennis players coming to paddle, um, lots of advantages: ball striking, um, general positioning, things like that. Things they need to work on specifically is is the glass and um, you know understanding the glass getting used to where the rebound will go and um, getting into position for that and tempo both within the point and um within the match is there anything else that you would add for for tennis players 
No, I, I just think you know get get playing and get get playing a lot of matches as well because that's you know the the fastest way, especially you know especially tactically, um, and you know of course you know trying to use the glass and and doing you know all, all the things we talked about trying to use all that within those matches. But no, I think you know the, the more you play, the, you know the more you will improve and and the matches as well will will really kind of accelerate that learning. I think. Yeah, and it's it's also quite important like what we're seeing now in, in the UK is. You know, tennis players joining the game, absolutely fantastic, and I think it will be, you know, really good for the sport over here. But they're also playing against other tennis players, and so, you know, the speed of the game is just so fast. It's, you know, even though it might feel unnatural, it is good to practice that that slow speed, even if you are playing with other tennis players that that can hit fast. That would be uh, that would be our recommendation, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's, it's you know, tr- trying to play play paddle and not not trying to play tennis on a paddle court and you know I think part of that is 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 the understanding of the game you know and understanding you know what's most effective and I think you know tennis players that first join do do start playing tennis on a paddle court but then you know when they start to understand you know what's most effective and what's going to win the matches and you know they do come up against you know what you say paddle players um you know they, they start to learn quite quickly that there's you know a more effective way of playing um, so yeah, I agree. And last, just a last little personal question: um, Do you miss playing tennis? I mean, you still play a little bit now and then, um, much more than I do. I, I personally don't don't miss tennis. Um, I had enough, I think. But you, yourself, do you do you miss playing tennis? Um, well, you know, playing the sport for 20 years, I, you know, I, I still enjoy. I still enjoy going on court. But I think, you know, particularly physically. Well, I, I, I think paddle at, at a high level is, is still very physical, but you know it's, it's a smaller court and it's, it's a different kind of um, movement. So you know, for me, tw- 20 years of, of playing tennis at the high level has a real impact on your body. So I still enjoy going out and having having the odd hit and, and playing, um, but you know, I'm fully converted to paddle now, which you'll, <laughs> you'll be glad to hear. Good man. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing where where the paddle school is going to go with this. Thank you very much for your time today, Tom, and uh, hopefully we'll do some more of these with you in the future. Thanks, Andy.